I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is a device hot dog. Roy, this is a rare treat for you. I am as clean as I have ever been. As clean as you've been? Yeah. I've never been. I've literally never in my life been as clean as I am right now, Roy. Why is that? Uh, because my shower, my shower is finally done. The, the workman's got done with my shower. So I've been taking seven, eight, ten showers a day. Is that why your uh, skin is cracked and bleeding? Yes. That's probably it. Okay, I, you're I've, finally getting down to I that. talked to the doctor about that, and he said, have you been taking um, uh, any showers? And I said, well, yes, mm-hmm. seven, eight, or ten. And then day. did he recommend so that it heals up properly to pee on it yourself so that you uh, essentially take a golden shower? Uh, yeah, and also uh, because my uh, the one of the features of the new shower was uh, just a bunch of jellyfish <laughs> will fall out of the ceiling whenever I push a button. Wow, okay. Um that must have cost a pretty penny. It does have that. It does have the lotion emitter. Really? <laughs> no. That's. Gross. I don't even think that's a real thing. You know what I hate more than anything? Roy? A lotion shower. <laughs> when, when you go into a bathroom at some place that's fancy and has both soap and hand lotion, and you go to wash your hands and you get a big, big old dollop of hand lotion on yeah, your I hands. Yeah, I do that a lot. And you're just like, God damn it! They mm-hmm. always put the hand lotion in the place that my brain immediately leaps to look for soap. Which is either the left or the right. Which whichever one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I just have a lotion seeker. Huh. Got a part of my part of my brain has evolved to find lotion wherever it goes. Wow. Why, why do you think your brain has evolved that way? I, I don't know. I also always know where the Kleenex are. Huh. It's weird. Kleenex star. <laughs> what have you been up to, Roy? Uh, me. Let's see. Um, I've been preparing for your uh, cruise vacation. Oh, you have. Yeah. What have you been doing to prepare for that? Um, well, I'm finishing a bookshelf at home so that when you get back, I can show it to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's been really exciting for Is me. that why you took your desk apart? You needed to cannibalize the parts to build a bigger bookshelf? Yeah, because uh, I can't buy any more wood. Also, all of my books are on my computer now. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so that that's the main thing. Uh, that was exciting for me. I mean, it's it's a making plans process. to finish a bookshelf has, yeah. has been mm-hmm. the main thing that you accomplished. Yeah. Okay, mostly now nowadays, um, I accomplish most of, of my activities by just making lists about what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. You feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah, yeah. And then you I burn do. you burn the lists, and it's very cathartic. You're like, ah, mm-hmm. freedom from responsibility. Done with that. Do you have to spend a lot of time going to get pickles and stuff for your wife? Mm, no. Has she had any? Has she had any weird cravings? Uh, no, she hasn't. Just the usual craving for cock. Yeah, that that one never goes away. Well, I mean, um, let's just see. look at you. Has How she... could it? No, I I think the only craving that she has is um, she craves more sleep and beer <laughs> and, and beer, and uh, she likes sweet things slightly more. Okay, that's it. Like slightly sweeter things or sweet like. She just says, oh, I'm enjoying the same licorice that I enjoyed last week. I just want 10% more licorice. Mm, Got to be careful with it's a combination the bl- of uh, both things. Black licorice, that'll make your heart die. Really? It makes if, your heart yeah, die? If you, eat enough, if you eat enough black licorice, That's the only you will get like. a fatal heart arrhythmia. Wow. I okay. You have to eat like 100 pounds of it at a time. I learned something today, Roy. Okay. Uh, and I taught you, and then you went to verify it with some real-world experimentation. Oh, yeah, and it turned yeah, out yeah, to be yeah. total bullshit. I, I felt like Mr. Yeah, Wizard. Uh, if you take apart a 9-volt battery, inside it are six AA or AAA batteries. Oh, inside, is that it? I thought it was a tiny world. Inside it are six loaves of bread. 
Uh, and then each of those loaves of bread, if you take them apart, they're filled with nine volt batteries. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that was Jesus's trick. Right. Yeah. He just went forward in time, got a nine volt battery, and then infinite bread. Opened it up. Yeah. And infinite transistor radio power. Mm-hmm. So he could rock to the oldies. <laughs> The real oldies. But, but then they were new. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot on the radio uh, back in back in Bethlehem, year zero. Do you think that Jesus was sh- uh, shocked by how short the Beatles' haircuts were? Oh, yeah, probably. And that yeah. they didn't have beards sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, they didn't. He was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, now it's all right. Yeah, we, but then again. We're all the same, so, man. Yeah. He's just waiting. I'm, I'm almost as famous as you are. Uh, uh, what, what have you been up to? How was your Valentine's Day? Uh, it was it was pretty uneventful. I uh, I had to work until about nine p.m. Okay. So that okay. was that awesome. was romantic. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know. My, then my, you went home and got business done. My gal, she's she's pretty cash mm-hmm. as as those things go. Uh, I cooked dinner at home. Okay. Made uh, I made a I was inspired by you and I made a caprese salad. Okay, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty easy too. How'd you eat it? Uh, with a fork, okay. and uh, and I was just cutting. You didn't the... feed it to each other. Uh, no, we okay. did eat it off the same plate. Oh, uh, that's romantic. Sure. Was there ever a time that you both uh, dove it. into the no, same no, same we didn't. piece of cheese? Uh, I did it a little different. I used uh, I used some grape tomatoes because I only like grape tomatoes. Really? Yeah, I'm not talking about grape tomatoes like you buy. I'm talking about like you know when you get like a grapple. Uh, or a grapele that they sell yeah. at Safeway. These yeah. are these are tomatoes that have been injected with high fructose corn syrup and artificial grape flavoring. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, awesome. The you know the grape tomatoes that I just described do not actually exist, but the grapels are a real thing. That is a real thing that you can get. Apples that are injected. Apples with... that have been infused with artificial grape flavoring mm, is that... a thing that you can get at your grocery store right now that sounds like the kind of thing that uh we are warned against when we were kids trick-or-treating oh yeah, right? yeah you don't you don't want someone to stick a needle in your apple yeah they you also don't want someone to give you a shitty apple for halloween yeah it was this is this should be a candy bar you asshole right. and none of that bit of honey crap that i always end up giving to my mom right yeah oh man mm-hmm. all that stuff that i gave to my mom out of the halloween bag i'd probably like that stuff a lot now i like a bit of honey you, you can know? chew on it for a really long time sure and sure. you just keep did, on. Did you like those little wax bottles with the tiny bit yeah. of liquid inside? Uh, the nickel nips. Boy, yeah, I is did. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they called them that. Maybe they used to. When I was a boy, they cost a nickel. Uh huh. That, that could be. Yeah. Or they were made out of metal. Sure. They were, they were made out of nickel. Uh. <laughs> nickel mixed with mercury. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or mercury was on the inside. Yeah. Right? That's, that was, that's yeah, what exactly. I imagine. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. That's why kids are so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you get, get your lady anything special for, for a uh, Halloween? Yeah, no, no, I didn't. Uh, no, like, you know, uh, you don't so, do that anymore. No, she's especially like sort of non-traditional. And, uh, and so I, I convinced her that she needed to pretend that she didn't hate Christmas and she did that and that was fine. And I keep expecting that to come back to me. She's like, there, I, I keep expecting her to say, all right, now there's something that you have to pretend isn't total horse shit. Uh-huh. Um, but it hasn't. It wasn't Valentine's Day. I thought maybe that was what it would be, but oh, it wasn't. Okay. No, she doesn't care. Made dinner, hung out. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. And then she went to karaoke, and I played video games. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I mean, it was Tuesday after sure, all. Sure, that's true. You don't want to break with routine. No, you don't. That's the most important thing in a relationship: is always keeping everything the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Never introducing any new hey, wrinkles. Hey, if it's good right anything. now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Keep if you're happy, forever. why do you want to change? I don't know. Don't change. Ah. Stay cool. What else have you? What, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Um, I had plans to go to the movies, and then it turned out Corinne wanted to go, so uh, we made plans together to go. And then I got home, and she was working on a present for me, uh, and then we did nothing. Okay. The present wasn't just like an especially elaborate presentation of her boobs no. or something? No? It was like a real... No, she actually... It, it was really cool. She uh, sewed me a little stuffed heart, sort of okay. anatomically proximate heart. Okay. And uh, she wasn't done making it when I got home. So I see. She said, this is for you. I'm not done making it. This is for you when you go to medical school so that you will have a cute uh, thing to work on That's when true. you're learning about the heart. I'll put it around on, on a chain and put that around my neck. I went to a doctor yesterday who, uh, when before when I, I'd never seen him before, and before he came into the room, I heard him talking to his, his, his office staff, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that I've actually uh, just entered a movie set and this doctor is being played by Woody Allen. Uh, okay. I heard he was telling a story about something, and, and he uttered the phrase, it was very upsetting to me. Which, just the phrase, and it was very upsetting to me. It sounds, okay. And that just sounds like something that Woody Allen would say. Yeah. You know, he was talking about something that was exasperating. Right. And, then, uh, and then he said something about how, cardiologist referral, don't talk to me about the heart. I know about the heart. Huh. Is, what, is what he said. And uh, I guess he would, right? I, I, well, I don't know, man. Doctors know all kinds of stuff. Especially okay. doctors who've made all kinds of movies. You have to. Yeah, that's true. And doctors who've like been to Doctor the future, movie. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Cinema. Um, yeah, that that was it. Oh, okay. It was a Woody Allen doctor. Oh, he didn't look like Woody Allen once he once he actually. Came what did he look room. like? Were you disappointed? Uh, no, he just looked like a guy. He you know he was like uh, a man, maybe a fifty year old gentleman. He asked me if I was a golfer, and I said, "Ha ha!" Because. There's a golfer with the same name as me. Uh, no. Oh, he was making a joke. Yes. Okay. I think he thought maybe he was getting a chance to investigate a celebrity's butthole. <laughs> oh. um, you didn't tell him, right? You told him <laughs> oh, that you I were did. that like, golfer. Yeah, I am. So you better do a good job or I'll sick the Hole entire in PGA staff on you. <laughs> yeah. uh, boy, <laughs> he showed me a birdie uh, uh-huh. before he took the picture. Sure. Uh, eagle. I had a screaming eagle while I was in the office. And what do you call, is there an albatross? Is that? Around your neck. There's a bogey. Uh, oh, right, right, Yeah, he right. said, you be sure to blow thing. your nose. I don't want to run into any bogeys. Right, that's true. Because that's what they call them in England. Yeah, and then there's the water traffic. Yes. No, water. Yeah, there's water, water traffic. Trap. A hazard. A water, water hazard. hazard. There's a sand trap. A sand yeah. trap, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the mouse trap. Mm-hmm. And the safe. Uh, there's the high, the high, the rough yeah. There's, I said, I don't want any of that. And then um, you put on the clean shaven. Yes. You put on the Brazilian, <laughs> the Pebble Beach. You know, we should have, we uh, should have Kevin's dad on the <laughs> podcast. He would, he'd be able to explain all of these things to us. That's true. And there's a handicap, right? What uh, is the handicap? Do you know? Uh, well, sometimes one of the guys on the golf team has to uh, be in a wheelchair uh, so that the other guys uh, can win can, for once. No, so that he can carry all the clubs. Oh, okay. It's, that's that's also known as a caddy. The, do they ride them around? Yeah, there's a motorized wheelchair. Huh. It, okay. I mean, I should know more about this, right? Living living in Arizona, but yeah. I don't. Living on a golf course. Yeah. Uh, you, you're actually the caretaker of a golf course, uh, but you do such a shitty job there that you're able to work an entire additional full-time job and record a podcast once well, a week. I only go out at night. Okay. To, to look Cause and that's see the, if it's still there. No one's stolen it. Right? Oh, yeah. That's all, that's all you. You're just the guard. Yeah. 
Stay off my lawn. Cool. Stay off. Stay off these rich old men's lawn. Mm -hmm. Is what you say? Yeah. Uh, What else? I was going to get a haircut. You were going to, and then I didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my big news. Wow. I I think I'm going to go extreme with this haircut. Yeah. You think you're going to grow your hair out? You're going to try and look like me? No, no. Uh, you're going to cut your own hair? Yes. Do you not always cut your own hair? No. Does oh. it does Yeah, it you look, look like, like the I kind do? of guy that cuts your own hair, yeah. <laughs> no. No, um, I think it's because I get a haircut every uh, six or eight months. Okay. Right? What? Uh, where do you go for a haircut? Do you just go to like a sport clips so you can watch the big game while, you, while you get your haircut? I do. I, I go to a, a clipper ships okay. and, and get a haircut there. Pirate Pete's fish and haircut? Uh-huh. I did once go to a place um, that was a coffee shop slash hair place, which I thought was weird, right? Someone, um, like it was kind of a fancy yeah, place. So someone, you, do you want cream? Do you want sugar? Do you want hair? Hair in your coffee? And, and I think that's gross. That made me really uncomfortable. Well, it that. soaks up the oil. Oh, I guess so. Okay. Puts uh, color in your hair. You were going to tell a story about that place before. Oh, no, it was gross. I, I mean, someone- Wait, the haircut got, was gross? It wasn't- the haircut was not gross. Okay. But I felt the concept was gross. Okay. Did it, I mean, it probably smelled pretty good. It smelled like a- Sure. Did you like, get to eat like a, coffee Did and you get to eat a biscotti while they were cutting your hair and it just kept getting covered with little pieces of hair? <sighs> I had nothing. Oh. I got there on time for my appointment, so I, I wasn't there long enough to have coffee, but then- when the guy offered me coffee, I, I declined and said, no, no, no coffee for me. Instead of putting one of those uh, apron things around your neck, did they just drape you with a shitty painting by a community college student? <laughs> I wish they had. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would Because be. then he could pretend that the, hair, like was part, the hair was part of what he was trying to say with this piece. Oh, my God. Yeah. There, the art on the walls of most coffee shops is so bad. Do you know why? Why? Because it's free to show there. Okay. Right? And the coffee shop doesn't give a shit about who shows there. You would think, though, that a coffee shop... I mean, because most of the coffee shops that I've been to, they're never just... They're never, like, shitholes, right? Some of them are, like, cultivating a shithole aesthetic, but... Sure. Like, they don't do a bad job of painting the trim... You know, they don't do well because I mean, it's like if you open a coffee shop, sure, but it's they're all not producing, trim, right? <laughs> producing the artwork, right? But you would think that somebody would say, Hey, can I show my artwork at your cafe? And any self respecting cafe owner capable of decorating a cafe like this one would say, Fuck no, that art is total bullshit. Mm, or you'd think so, but then it turns out that they started doing this kind of thing and. The other artist picked up his or her artwork, and now they have to put something up on the wall. Oh, so it's just like a first come, first serve. They're like, oh, crap. Sort of. Well, wait a minute. I mean, so. I think so. He didn't just come and pick it up. He had to go distribute all the pieces that had sold. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then put the rest away. Sure. Um, So uh, he he came and picked all of it up. Yeah. Uh, And then they're just like, oh, fuck. We should have planned this. Yeah, and we should, have had a, we should have had a schedule. Because they probably fired the person who started the program to begin with. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, it's never the same person twice when you go to a coffee shop. Or, or that person left and started their own gallery. <laughs> yeah. This is the world's worst art gallery opening today. Now, that's not to say that uh, there isn't good artwork at coffee shops. It's just mostly not good artwork. Yeah. But it's also mostly not good artwork anywhere. Well, sure. I mean, 99% of everything is crap, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. what Sturgeon's Law? 
Really? Yeah, and some internet thing. Those oh. internet kids, they talk about that. There's also something about Hitler. Hitler's law? Yeah, Hitler, like if you talk about Godwin in a forum thread or a discussion, then that means that you're automatically a Nazi. No. What? It's a rule that says that if you, it's Godwin's law is a rule that if you talk about Hitler, the first time anyone mentions Hitler or Nazis, then it's the over. discussion is over. Yeah. I see. Which is, uh, it's, that is a real, what if the discussion it's a, yeah, it's a real well. handicap on like World War Two yeah. uh, enthusiast discussion. Like how logs. bad was Hitler? And then no one yeah, replies. Yeah, nobody gets to comment. Oh, Otto Godwin. <clears throat> huh. All right. I didn't know this. Did you ever hang any art at a coffee shop? Uh, no, I, but I did hang some at a couple of restaurants. And after the, I think it was maybe 10 years ago that we... Or we went to a show, right? There's, I, I produced some good work for it, in my my opinion. But um, well, after I, mean, I, to be fair, your opinion of all of your work is that it is good, right? Sure. Um, and I hung it up, and then I realized after doing this that this is not something I should ever do again, ever, 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 because put, it's a waste of my time. Put together art for a restaurant. Yeah. So you're you're you don't think that there's any point in doing art if you're not going to be able to sell it at inflated, outrageous art gallery prices? Yes. Okay. <laughs> No, I I um I normally I still do pr- price my work as per hour. So what you would what you would say is the the statement that you're trying to make with your art is give me some money. Mostly, yeah. So are you worried that if you walked into a bank with one of your pieces of art, they won't accept that it in front of you? They would think it was a robbery. Mm, no, no. What if it was a painting of a gun? What if it was a painting of a man with a I gun didn't. that said, give me all the money and the keys to the vault. Don't hit the silent alarm. Someone has strapped a bomb to the back of this painting. That would be a great painting. Yeah, right? It would get a lot of reactions. Really wordy. It would take them a while to, right? to get through What's it. What's that say? There wouldn't be a lot of I room. I can't read that at all. Yeah, there wouldn't be a lot of room for a dude. Did they a might child not even do be this? able to see the gun anymore. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to try try that out next week. Tune in. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. You're going to have to do it by yourself, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Hey, what's going to happen with that? Oh, I, yeah, I guess I'm going on a cruise. Mm-hmm. I'm going on the Joko Crazy Cruise. The, cru- the, Joko. the Joko is that what people in the know call it? Joko Cruise Crazy is what this event is called. Really, Joko Cruise Crazy. I've been trying not to say that out loud. Right, but uh, now to, you have twice. Twenty-one. Yeah, now I know. I know. Okay, and who is it? Uh, it's Jonathan Colton. Okay. It's like a cruise that is also a convention thing. And uh, good good friend of the show, uh, MC Frontalot, uh, said, hey, you should come on this cruise and hang out with me. Okay. And I said, okay, if I hang out with you, does that mean that I also get to hang out with Will Wheaton? He was like, fuck yeah. And I was oh, like, okay, then. You're not enough of a draw, buddy. But... <laughs> If I if if your if, friend that invited you to if go to it, we is going to be on the <laughs> joke, the Joko crew cray, then I'm all about it. No, uh-huh. no, no, I'm always excited. I'm always excited to hang out with the. You know the the fact that you guys are listening to this podcast right now, listeners. I'm addressing you now is owed almost entirely to the wizardry of MC Frontalot, who taught me how to actually use the uh, audio hardware that he recommended that I buy, and then mm-hmm. showed me how microphones worked. He. Yeah. Uh, Taught me the right place to put my tongue to make an O sound. Oh, uh, where did I you just, put it? No, I could never do it before. Uh, you know, if you if you put me on the spot like that, I'm not going to be able to think about it. Mm-hmm. There was a Garfield comic that I read when I was a kid, uh, where John walks up to Garfield and says, "Hey, when you walk, do you do like one leg at a time, or do you move like the front and back ones at the same time?" And then Garfield stands there thinking for a while, and then there's a thought balloon on Garfield that was like. 
I'll never walk again. Because, you know, if he's thinking about it, so he couldn't actually figure it out. That's true. It's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Wow, Jim Davis. Genius. I know. It's a voice for the ages. Yeah. Boy, I hope that... Uh, I hope I hope He's that up there somewhere with the greats. I hope that somewhere there is like a, a copy of every Garfield strip etched into some sort of impregnable metal so that you know even when the sun goes supernova the universe won't I, be deprived. I think it was in, engraved on the tablets of Voyager. Oh good, mm-hmm. good, good. Well, but he's written some since then, right? Oh, uh, Voyager has supplements that they keep sending out. Oh, they, out. Keep, they yeah. keep sending out extra yeah. episodes. Uh-huh. The, when the DVD version of Voyager came out, it had all kinds of special features. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, though, since the budget cuts at NASA, uh, that's mostly just guys throwing those metal records like Frisbees, hoping that they will leave the atmosphere and make it to space. Right. Um, there's, a, there's like a lake near the launch site <laughs> that is probably where most of those are. Lake Canaveral? Yes, Lake Canaveral. Uh, Roy, uh, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff in front of us here. There's a, there's some business. There's some new business. There's some old business. Uh, All kinds of business. There's questions from dudes. Uh-huh. And uh, ladies. Sure, ladies. Sure. Especially ladies. And we should, uh, we should get to helping them out. But before we get to helping them out, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Okay. This week's cocktail is, uh, I decided that since we were going to record at the office, just for convenience sake, that uh, we should use, uh, we should have something that we could make with the stuff that was already here. Because uh, mm-hmm. I thought there was whiskey here, but there wasn't. So I mm-hmm. get some whiskey. So there's soy get sauce, whiskey, but yeah, there's, hot sauce, there's soy ketchup. sauce, some yeah, uh, orange bell peppers, and some hummus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a pretty disgusting cocktail. I know, so we, I decided to, to do uh, just the Boilermaker, the good old-fashioned beer and a shot of whiskey. And uh, sometimes when you have a Boilermaker, you just drink the shot and then drink the beer. But I don't really think that counts as a cocktail. So I, I took uh, I took Wikipedia's advice to heart and said that sometimes when you drink a Boilermaker, you just pour the whiskey into the beer. That's so true. we are drinking uh, the variant of the Boilermaker uh, that is supposedly popular in Philadelphia, the Citywide Special, mm-hmm. which is a, a glass of Pabst Blue Ribbon with a shot of Jim Beam poured into it. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. My girlfriend, who is from Philadelphia, said, I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. That is not even a thing. But I looked it up, and there were a lot of web pages that was like $3 citywide specials. Sure. And a bunch of things. What is the origin of the citywide special? And then another website. Is the citywide special some bullshit that they made up for Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. And? Uh, I, I was kidding about Answers. that. Answers. Yeah. I didn't actually look at any of them. Oh. The way that I learn things on the internet is I just Google something, and then I look at the titles of the pages that Google uh, results in. And that's and then enough. I think, yep, that's enough for me. Okay. I just, this, I'm just auditing. That's you know? how I read the National Geographic. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Kevin was talking about how they did some studies about the way that people read National Geographic. And it's like, everybody looks at the pictures, and then some people read the captions, and then even fewer people read the articles. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the pictures are great. I would say that I read in its entirety. I look through every National Geographic. I'm, I'm a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that I read one article out of every four or five issues sure actually read it from like it's something i'm interested enough in to usually it's something about maybe swords or like a buried treasure those are the ones you read yeah okay. uh anything that seems like it might be of use to a guy who spends a lot of time thinking about like dungeons and evil wizards towers uh, i guess that's and true. stuff right? right i'll i'll read that uh because I, do, I don't know if you know this about me roy but i spend a lot of time thinking about evil wizard towers mm-hmm 
There is a uh, there is a building in between here and the town that we grew up in. It's not really a building. I think it is a smokestack that is left over from some kind of old factory. Um, well, there's a story with that. Is it there? is it is a smokestack which was supposedly for smelting. Okay. Uh, but the town that this stack is in was duped, <laughs> and they spent a lot of money to make the smokestack. Uh, the smelter was never built, and uh, whoever it is that put it, to, it was supposed to promote the town. And it just never happened. Right. That's uh, Smelter City, Arizona. Yeah. They even, they had this whole ballot they initiative. They changed, changed the name. name. Uh, my, my dream for the last 20 years has been to purchase that and construct an evil wizard's tower inside it, which is where I would live. Have you looked into it? Because I you probably, I mean, this I, I is know. the right time to buy yeah, stacks. I know. I, this is the right time to buy smokestacks. This prices have never been better. Yeah. The, the problem is, I just have no idea where you would even start trying to figure out. Like, I just, I thought about maybe going to the gas station that's in that town and saying, like, hey, what's the deal with that smokestack? Wh- whose is that, buddy? Mm, I, I think uh, this is my advice to you as a professional. Okay. Uh, I would look up the city and look up the city, like, Okay. Like a picture so like on Google on Maps. Escalator. <laughs> or like, you could. wait until it's at the bleachers. Right, and, and it bends get, down get, to pick something yeah, up. Get under them, yeah. Oh, just keep knocking stuff off of its desk so right. that it will have to be, right. okay. No, I, I would look it up, um, you know, on the white pages or yellow pages, whatever it is that the internet calls okay, them. Okay, so call their city hall, maybe. Yeah. And I, I don't would, think that city's, I don't think Smelterville is big enough to have a city hall. Uh, it would they might a, just have like a city closet in the mayor's private residence, which is a trailer. <laughs> it would have a chamber of commerce, um, or it would also have like a, uh, a travel agent. Uh, it would have a real I, estate office. Do you think when I build my wizard's tower that one of the chambers that I add to it should be a chamber of commerce? Oh, where it you could can, be. You, that's where you go to buy my wizardly wares. Right. That's the po- true. The At potions, the very bottom. The potions that I make, yeah. I'd hang a shingle. <laughs> and you also and sell an, candies. An enchanted shingle. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be candy. I wouldn't, you know, okay. They would be candy, but I wouldn't advertise them as candy. I would say this is a... a oh, right. So you yeah, could get around the law. Enchanted right? sugar poultice. Right. Yeah, I would get around the laws because yeah. you can't just sell stuff for people to eat. You have to claim that it's medicine if you want to be able to sell it without any it's oversight. It's true. It's true. Arizona is really hard on that type it's of thing. Super weird. Yeah. Uh, so th- I think that's what that's what you should do. Here's another issue. I have no idea how tall that building is. I want to say that it's maybe 80 feet tall, that the smokestack is maybe 80 feet tall. That seems maybe uh, right. Uh, yeah. Every time I've said Eight that to stories? somebody, they've said, no, I think that thing is probably about 20 feet tall. No, and I, I say it's you much are, taller You than are that. so wrong about that. Uh, here's the other problem. It's like a football field. I think if I did buy that thing and I tried to apply for permits... Uh, at the uh, at the at the Smelterville Chamber of Commerce, uh, they would say, "What do you want to do with this?" And I would say, "Evil Wizard's Tower." And they would just they would immediately pull out a giant novelty oversized stamp that said "Denied" and just hit whatever was in front. Like I wouldn't have even brought any paper. Uh-huh. Right? They would, would pull, just, pull a lever and then you would fall. Yeah, I would just I would just walk in with floor. like a crude crayon drawing that I had made of a sweet wizard tower and then a picture like an arrow pointing to the top at a little stick man with a wizard staff. <laughs> that, that said me. me. <laughs> yep. And then some <laughs> d- demons flying around, you know, summoned demons that they'll, they're labeled. Yeah, I mean, why would you have to apply for any permits? You could just build whatever you want on the inside. Are you going to change the outside? Well, no. I, well, I mean, I would probably I would probably paint it to make it look like fake uh, river rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> big, 
big rocks. Um, but I then I people would, to, would see it. I think you should paint it like the sky. I'll so paint it, it sky would, color. Ooh, it would disappear. Right. Well, really, what I want is the ability to make it look... Okay, so I paint it the color of the sky so people forget that it's there. But then, one day, when, I've, when I have just completely raped the landscape around it, like mm-hmm. Isengard, and just bent bent all of the local population to my will right uh, then suddenly i want to be, be able to just like drop a curtain off of it and it's like black and covered with spikes and stuff oh okay do this during the eclipse Ooh, good good idea mm-hmm. good idea that'll that'll really cow the townsfolk mm-hmm. and um, when christian bale finds the last dragon <laughs> sure um, and then they'll have to reenact Star Wars on the front porch of my wizard tower. You know, that was my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, that was pretty much the only good part of that movie. I would like to watch it again and make sure that it was still, uh, you know, it still was, all right. It, that scene? Well, um, or the whole movie. I think the beginning this is, is really of course, strong. Uh, right? The movie uh, Dragon Strike. <laughs> Chamber uh, of Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. What was it D- called? Dungeons and Dragons. Rain of Rain Fire. Of fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With uh, Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. He gets older, the dragons stay the same age. I'm a guy who likes Matthew McConaughey. And some dragons. Just about anything. Yeah. And I'm a guy. No. You know what? I don't like dragons. You don't like dragons? I really don't. Oh, I like dragons. I don't. I don't care for them. This year is the year of the dragon. I was born in the year of the dragon. I'm a fire dragon. So are you, buddy. Yeah. Because we were born the same year. Mm-hmm. I, then you like there's like a wood rabbit or something and you're like oh I should be I should probably not sleep with that girl she just burst into flames I have to explain that to her parents and sure. I don't even want to meet them now you know right like yeah that's embarrassing yeah um, I want to ask you something about the National Geographic are you a lifetime subscriber uh, are I, you one of those I don't think that I have I don't think that there is a, I keep having to renew it um, my dad okay. My dad got the subscription to National Geographic when I was born. I'm and I'm pretty sure it's been a contiguous a continuous subscription since. I'm pretty sure that I have at my house every National but Geographic. But it wasn't a, a lifetime no. subscription. No. Cuz I, I looked into that and yeah. I was thinking for uh, we once got a question about what should I get my you know your 5-year-old niece yeah. or whatever. 4-month-old niece. Um, what should I get my 4-month-old niece for her 4-month birthday? <laughs> Also, uh, how should I tell my douchey brother to stop making up holidays and making everybody get presents, presents for his daughter? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, I won't get into that. I, it, I understand why people use months to uh, explain how old their children are, but um, it really kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. So, like, how old is your son? Uh, ninety ninety-four months. <laughs> yeah, I'm four four hundred and thirty months old. <laughs> um. But I looked it up recently, and you you can. I mean, I think that is probably the best present that you could buy a baby. Wow, would be a lifetime subscription I mean, to the National Geographic. Like a lifetime I mean, if you subscription want them to succeed to in life. Solid gold chalice, you know, monthly. Like because okay, then every well, month I, they could sell a chalice, a solid chalice, a solid gold chalice. I mean, yeah, you couldn't like you'd run out of solid gold chase belt. Like you wouldn't even know what they were. For a long time, right? If you were a baby when you got it, so you you but you like, could use them to teach. So here's with. the here's the cool thing: as soon as you got like like you discovered comic books, you're like, "Fuck, comic books are expensive." And you're like, "Wait, I have like hundreds of solid gold chalices that I could trade for comic books." Oh, that's true. Yeah, 
Oh. And then you waste all the you waste all of your 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 nest egg of solid gold chalices. But then every month you get a new one, and you're like, oh, I'll just trade this for a car. Sure. And some months you're drunk, and you're like, oh man, I would give I'd anything give for another beer, anything for a hand job. And then oh, you give somebody sure, a solid sure. gold chalice just for sure. a single hand job, and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I should have I should have asked for two hand jobs. That's yeah, it's at say. least worth that. Yeah, or uh, a simultaneous hand job from two women. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I see that. That seems like. That's not what. What if they're pulling on on alternate uh, cycles here? Huh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, it, it's Where hard the for me to. Is wrong. It's hard for me not to feel like that would be a waste of the opportunity that led to that even being a possibility, right? Sure. Yeah. That you you got got these two willing women home with you, uh-huh. and what you want them to do is to jerk you off at the same time. Yeah. And then leave. Yeah, it seems like... Yeah, a, get, now, get out of here. Like, there could be more, but get I don't know right. what. I'm going to watch Doctor Who. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, you got some old business to take care of? Oh, sure. Um, I've been catching up on some podcasts, including uh, Video Games Hot Dog and Family Hot Dog. Okay. And I mentioned that um, the hosts of Family Hot Dog are Josh, Jess... Matt and Gretel, but it's not Gretel, it's Greta. Mm-hmm. But I, in my defense, I've never met Greta. Uh, uh, also, in your defense, her name is not actually Greta. Yeah, that too. <laughs> See, it's confusing. I don't know. Uh, but I want to thank them all for their congratulations because I sent in a question, they answered it, and they're very gracious. And um, everyone should check out their show. It's pretty fun. Familyhotdog.com. Is, it, is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's okay. a website. Familyhotdog.com slash a website. And then there's a video games hot dog. The last one that I was listening to was uh, when you had Wes as a guest. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and that's fun. Cool. I need to catch up on it also. You also need to spend more time with Wes. Yeah, that's true. Do it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Call him right now. Right now? We'll take a break. Okay. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm doing it. No, we got important things to do, Roy. Okay. We don't have time for our friends. All right. All right. Any other old business? Um, oh, yeah. Everyone who went out to the show last Friday uh, here at the Crescent Ballroom, uh, thank you for going out to that show. I didn't make it. No, you didn't, but but your lovely lady did. Yep. And I think she had a good time. Yeah, probably. Did you meet anybody who said, I came here because I heard about it on Advice Hot Dog? Oh, almost everyone. Yeah, li- literally the place. Yeah, was it was actually and... interfering with my enjoyment of the show. Our legions people of kept adorn- coming up events. to me. Yeah, that's why I didn't grabbing go. my ass. I was like, man, I don't want, I don't want those. I, I'm not in the mood. I'm only in the mood to get a hand job from one lady tonight. I better not go to a place where there are any fans. Sure, really fans of anything. Right. I just right. have, I just have that effect. It's weird. Uh, so it was a fun show, and th- thanks for going, everyone. That, that's uh, it on the old business. Do you have new business? Uh, I don't have any new business. Do you have any old business? I don't have any old business. Okay. You know what I have? You have questions. A big sheaf. I have a sheaf. I'm bringing in the sheaves, Roy. Uh, Roy sent me a document that he wanted me to print out uh, with the questions on it, and uh, it was an 18-page document of... uh, I don't know how computers work. I don't know either. I apparently don't. I don't know if you... No, I'm I'm being honest. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, There were maybe 30 letters per page uh, at the... Font, font, font. That's well, the word for I that, also right? wear glasses. Okay, you know, I I need large type. Uh, Zach and Roy, 
For a while now, I've been seeking out a safe, legal, hallucinatory experience. I'm not an idiot who plans on making this into a lifestyle. I would call it more of an academic experiment. I've heard hints of various drugs y'all have run into. Can you recommend something to start with? I'm looking for more than a plush mental clamp from alcohol or Vicodin. I want to see and hear stuff that isn't there to see beyond. Background. I'm a 30-year-old male, happily married to the girl in my dreams. We have two young kids. I grew up in a strict Christian home in rural PA. The only indulgences I've partaken in are alcohol and the occasional pain med for my Crohn's disease. Actually, he continues. Do you think it's wrong for one to desire this experience just to see what it's all about? There have been some amazing works of art that were born out of these types of experiences. And like I said before, I'm not looking for a lifestyle, more like a snapshot of what it's like. Uh, Roy, do you think yeah. that amazing works of art have been born out of uh, safe and legal hallucinatory experiences? I don't know that there are any legal hallucinatory oh, experiences. Oh, he says legal. He does. I think he might have meant illegal. Mm, yeah okay well i mean i was going to suggest that first he rent a yacht go out into international waters then everything's legal oh yeah no yeah, problem no. So he can one, even have a prize fight out there one thing that i've heard is that the best way to uh to see something that isn't there is to uh have sex with and then murder an underage girl really yeah well i mean you see stuff what I've kind seen, of stuff do you see i don't know man i've seen some things <laughs> Uh-huh. Like tears in your rain. day? Um, yeah. The moons of Saturn falling Every, down on the Yeah, sea, on ships, the sheep. sea ships on fire off Orion's shoulder. Was, that's what... I, yeah, you can see that. Uh, one, way to have a, one way to have a hallucinatory experience is to watch the classic Harrison Ford movie Blade Runner. I was uh-huh. about to say Brain Runner. And then push on your eyes. <laughs> you know... I did that a couple of days ago. I had forgotten about that. That that can happen, Yeah, right? I had forgotten that. I was just in yeah. the shower. I was in one of the many showers that I've been taking recently. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is that the effect of pushing on your eyes is exaggerated when your eyes are hot. Oh, okay. Because um, you're really not supposed to get your eyes hot. You're also not supposed to push on your, <laughs> yeah. on your eyes. Yeah, but if you push on your eyes, you see all kinds of like weird geometric yeah, that's patterns. True. Did, did you know you can also um, lay on the grass outside... And look at the clouds, and sometimes they turn into shapes that are recognizable. Oh man, there's like a rabbit, and that one looks like yeah. a that one looks like like a tombstone, mm-hmm. and that one looks like a pizza, a house. right? Yeah. Or your face. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And then uh, you also see little things that every time you blink, they move around. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what's up with that. Little bits of vein that are left over in your eyes. Yeah, stuff that gets uh, the uh, the last time I man, I've had bad luck with eye exams lately. <laughs> Not really. The last two eye exams that I've gotten have been from the the guy who looked like Ron Jeremy and was chewing gum the uh-huh. whole time. Okay. And and then what must have been like a 22-year-old sorority girl eye doctor who okay. who then said she asked me if there were any floaties in my vision and I was like, "Yeah, you know." And she's like, "Well, you're getting to that age." I was like, <laughs> You know what? And she asked you, what are you, 29, 30? You know what, Tiffany? Um, I'm going to go back to Ron Jeremy because... Were, were both of these at the same place? No. Okay. They were t- no, because I, I went to the different place because I didn't want to go back to that Ron Jeremy. He was like, oh, uh, your vision got better since last time. I'm like, uh, okay. Do you know I can fuck for hours? Yeah. I used to be able to suck my own dick. Then I got too fat. Also started chewing gum all the time, so I don't want to get gum on my dick. So I, I had to stop. Uh, hey, that's a great Ron Jeremy impersonation. So, I know. So you can, uh, yeah. you can, uh, you can, ju- yeah, you can just stare at the sky. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I think that there are like 
so from what from what I've been told by most people, like the genuine hallucinations are are rare, somewhat hard to come by, and generally just pretty terrifying. Uh, they can be. Now, um, I don't. I've I never. Don't use, I don't use drugs. Sure. I just no, want. You, I just want you guys to know this, right? For real, because I'm. I'm way too much of a. I you're, fl- you're really high on life. I just fl- no. I'm. I flip my shit all the fucking time. And if there was anything that was going to make it so flipping my shit was likely to send me happen. on a, an epic journey of shit flipping at the center of the universe, right. I just wouldn't be able to handle it. Bogus journey. Right. I'm flipping my shit right now. <clears throat> I know you are. Um, I would say that in my experience, I've never had full hallucinations. I have taken substances that make things move around uh, so that my eye is overactive. Um, I would say if you want full hallucinations to stop drinking water and stop sleeping for three days. Okay. And then at the end of the three days, you can see what happens. Sure. Well, you, I mean, you probably can't. You can probably see a bunch of stuff that's not happening. So you really have no idea what's happening at that point. On a, on a serious note, I remember our buddy, uh, our buddy Doc Galactic uh, telling us about, because he's, he's sought a lot of this kind of stuff out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he used to drink a lot of uh, Robitussin. Robitussin. Yeah. Which, because it was legal, he would shoplift from a store. Yeah, he, he, he needed to make sure that something about the experience was, was illicit. And so, yeah, he would, he would shoplift it. This was years ago <clears throat> when he was sure. irresponsible. Uh, right. <laughs> um, you gotta, uh, you gotta get the right kind though. You, you can't get the, if you have, if you take too much guaifenesin, you'll puke. If you take too much acetaminophen, you'll die. So you need to get the Robitussin that only has dextromethorphan hydrobromide in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also sell that in, they I was really surprised to find this, uh, because it seems like this would be really, it just seems like it's just begging to be abused. Uh, I found some cough medicine that was just dextromethorphan hydrobromide in pill form. Oh, okay. Um, what what's the brand name? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, the way that the way that the doctor uh, described it to us was, uh, it's like being dead, but you can still think and move. <laughs> wow. Yeah, which didn't make me want to do it at all. No, that doesn't make me want to uh, do it either. Also, apparently, taking a whole bunch of Dramamine will cause you to just have conversations and encounters with people who aren't there. Sure. Um, but isn't that from the lack of sleep eventually? Right? Uh, no, I don't think Dramamine keeps no, you No, Dramamine is, is motions, for motion, motion sickness, sickness right? Stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know if I believe that drugs really inspire a lot of I don't think things. that they do. Sometimes um, I think the connection is made because um, drugs sometimes allow you to think in a loop. So because you are obsessed with certain thoughts, then you start to work with them and I eventually mean, you create something out of it. So I, so I guess in some ways I could imagine there being a thing here, right? Because creativity in some ways can be described as the, the joining of previously unrelated concepts, right? Like you're doing something, you're writing, you, you are expressing a thought that you're not aware that anybody else has ever expressed or that you've never expressed before, right? Like, and the way that like the kind of drugs that you think about, like LSD or psilocybin, the way that those seem to work is by reducing the threshold at which you will connect concepts, like just sort of weakening the restrictions on which concepts can be, can become significantly connected with which other concepts. Sure. And I mean, it, it like... I was reading an article the other day that seemed to suggest that it does that just by a 
direct manipulation of the part of your brain whose job is fil- to keep fil- those filtering separate. out the noise and yeah, making it so your your consciousness is mm-hmm. like a thing that is directed towards your survival instead of just a thing that's like crazy ideas floating everywhere all at the same time. Sure. I mean, the last time that I did anything like uh, this, I was on international waters and I took some mushrooms and those mushrooms um, made me feel like a little kid again. And that was an interesting experience and um, good in my mind because it's sort of all the worries and things that I um, am concerned about as an adult just sort of float away. And I concentrate on sort of the magicalness of being alive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes great things come out of that, but you can also concentrate on that and get to it without the drug itself. You could try transcendental meditation. You can. <clears throat> you could see what you see what the Beatles have to say about it. That's true. Or Did they smoke Jesus, a lot of pot? Say. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could also just smoke some pot, right? <laughs> sure. Although that might be the uh, that might be the the what does he say? The uh, plush mental clamp. Uh, mm, it can be, but for me, it's terrible. It yeah. doesn't clamp anything up. It, yeah, no, it's like, hey, what the fuck? Why is your heart beating so fast? Hey, there's something wrong with your finger. Feels like there's something wrong with your finger. What does you your just finger piss yourself? What does your finger normally feel like? Is this weird or is this yeah. like normal? What the fuck? What's going on? What's wrong with your? Am I, can't I feel staring my at people too much? You guys, I can't feel my tongue. Everything I'm saying is super stupid. Mm-hmm. Although the last time I got really, really high. Everything I was saying was super stupid because all I kept saying was, fuck, I am so high. Why did right. I get so high? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. And then you're really upset. And with everybody yourself. else is just like, dude, shut up. Right. It would be fine if you would just shut up about how high you are. Actually, nobody said that. I was probably imagining all of that. Mm-hmm. They were probably feeling it, though. Yeah, I'm sure that they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hi, Zach and Roy. <laughs> Uh, I am an unemployed banana, and I was wondering what sort of jobs you think would be best suited for someone like me. I've done some brainstorming, but so far my search has been fruitless. I don't have any sort of education, but I like fixing things. Also, if I were to get an interview, how do you think it would go? Thanks, banana. Uh, I just want to thank whoever sent this question in. Um, you do? Yeah. I Normally, like... you, you're really down on questions that are funny. Yeah, but this one this one is only funny to... Uh, so this is like a like people. a five it's like a five percent joke right it's a it's a joke that only a very limited number of people are going to understand and the ones who understand it are going to appreciate it on such a deep level um you know tom green is in town right now we could probably you know if we put our minds he should to be it, a guest we could probably hang out with tom green right now okay we could talk to him on the twitter say hey tom green hey tom green tom green we want to buy you a beer we want to buy you a beer it'll come in a glass a glass of beer tom uh Tom, let's go have a glass of beer and we'll drink a beer together, Tom Green. So I was looking on Wikipedia for um, the worst movies ever created. And I was very disappointed to see that uh, Freddy Got Fingered was on the list of whatever year it, it came out. Yeah, it is. It is often on the top 10 list of the worst movies really? ever made. It is one of the lowest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Even more than Avatar? Yeah. The uh, M. Night Shyamalan version? Yes, yeah. Uh, Titanic 2. <laughs> you know, and I, we've talked about this. I don't know that you and I have talked about this, but uh, okay. I'm not going to, I am not going to make the claim that Freddy Got Fingered is a great movie, but it is not a worst. It is movie, not though. the worst. It is, it is by no stretch of the imagination among the worst movies ever made. I, it is, I think my second favorite comedy film. 
What's your first? Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, okay. a lot of people also despise Wet Hot American Summer. I imagine I don't that either. it was. I imagine that it was very unevenly reviewed. Huh. Um, you know, there are many things about Freddie Got Fingered that have really stuck with me, and yeah. maybe it's something about when I saw it, and how old I was, uh, you know, how drunk I was, or wh- whatever the case may be. But the day that I got married, after the ceremony, my wife, my new wife. Newly minted wife walked out. We walked together at the very end of the procession, whatever. We were outside, so I can't really say that we walked out of anywhere. Okay. Uh, and we walked there, to the there end. There were airplanes flying over <laughs> at, there were. at regular intervals. And I pulled out a pocket, a little, um, out of my, I'm sorry, out of my pocket. I, I'm just so excited about sharing the story. <laughs> out of my pocket, I pulled out a tiny purple bag little velvet bag and I opened it up and I had her hold out her hand and I just poured some jewels into her hand. I got you these jewels. I got you this bag of jewels. And that's what I said. Uh, and she laughed and she kissed me it and it's been great ever since. I, <clears throat> that's a true story. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I've learned. Uh, society at large does not believe that Freddie got fingered is one of the best movies that has ever been made. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it provides a very handy framework for judging whether or not someone you're talking to is worth a shit. So you you talk to them and you gauge what is their opinion on Freddie Got Fingered. And if they think, oh yeah, that was awesome, and then they quote it to you, they are definitely worth a shit. And if they're like, no, nah, that movie was bullshit. Tom Green is bullshit. You're like, all right, I'm never talking to you again. And but- also, I'm going to have to ask you and your friend to stop giving me a hand job right now. But that's got to be an age thing also, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, it is what tr- does your mother think of Freddie Godfrey? I don't think she's ever seen it. Okay. Um, I, I, You're also I, not going to recommend I'm, it. No, her. I'm totally not. And like uh, the, the people that I know that like the movie are also all like 35-year-old guys. Sure. Right. And there's just nothing. Although uh, Kevin's, Kevin's mom was briefly dating a guy who uh, also loved it. It was weird. It came up. I didn't bring it up, which is like most of the conversations that I have about Freddie Got Fingered are because I brought it up. Or if I'm in a conversation with Aaron Burke, like, you know, it will That's just come, what you up, talk come about. up on its own. Yeah. Um, the thing that people don't understand about the genius of, of Freddie Got Fingered is that it is not in the things that the people who said it was a bad movie remember about it. Right. Like the genius moments of this film are not him you know jerking off a horse or the even even the sausage keyboard organ or whatever is a no little, it's look at my hooves it is not the set pieces of mm-hmm. the film that are where the genius lies it is it is the interstices it is it is all of the things that he says to advance the plot of the movie it is all it is all of the just the conversations between people uh you know it's it is not the gross out stuff because that stuff is dumb Right. And I, I don't think you should do a, a Zach edit. Oh man. Yeah. Just edit all the gross out stuff out of, eh, you know, I mean, some of that stuff, like the, the recurring, the, the, the leitmotif of the kid who keep the neighbor kid who just keeps getting more and more grisly atrocities performed mm-hmm. on him is kind of funny. Okay. 
Right, but you know, swinging the swinging the baby around. Okay, that's the thing. Swinging the baby around by its umbilical cord and splattering blood all over the Native American woman playing the drum was gross and not necessarily funny, but being hauled out by the security guards and saying, "I guess this hospital has a problem with heroes." Is <laughs> See, you can't help but laugh. Oh god. <laughs> everybody everybody buy that movie on DVD. Give give good old Tom Green some money. Yeah. Now I kind of want to. Now I kind of want to try and track down Tom Green. I, I bet you could. Yeah. Why do you say that we could talk? Is he here yeah, he's, in town? He's been posting to his Twitter. He's just fucking. His parents live here, so he's like he came oh. in. He came in early. He's he's performing at the Improv. Uh, his like, parents d- said he did all that d- shit. Yeah, too? I think they moved here from Canada. They retired. Oh. They retired to Scottsdale. They were. It was kind of awkward. They were at the when I saw him uh, do stand up here last year. His parents were in the audience, and mm-hmm. I kept, it was like he had them stand up, and the spotlight was on them, and I was like, uh, f- like, am I about to get splattered by the ten gallons of Vaseline that are going to drop on onto them? them or something? But I, I mean, he must be over that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's make it happen. Sorry about the reverie. I just, I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't really want to bother him. He's got stuff to do. He's hanging out with his parents. (laughs) I see. But he's just been fucking around in Phoenix and like posting. His uh, Twitter feed is pretty annoying, actually. He'll, uh, yeah, I think maybe he gets drunk and then just will post like a hundred things in a row to Twitter. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, so what I would recommend uh, to the guy who wanted the drug experience, just keep watching Freddy Got Fingered over and over and over again. It'll it'll just give you a new lease on life. Hmm. I th- I think you should alternate it with Slacker. Really, I've never seen Slacker all the way through. Hmm. Yeah, it's like being on drugs. Have I seen any Linklater movies? Waking. I haven't seen Waking Life. Uh, I mean, Dazed and Confused. I've seen. Sure. I've seen Dazed and Confused a bunch of times. That's a good uh, movie too. Before Sunrise. No, have not Sunset? seen that. Uh, Ethan Hawke scares me. Scanner Darkly? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, so Ethan Hawke, after the movie Explorers, got too scary for me to watch. Explorers? Yeah. What's that? Is that, that, that... where the these <clears throat> kids build a spaceship yeah, out of garbage? River Phoenix, uh, River Phoenix is the little German kid who uh, is an electronics whiz, and Ethan Hawke uh, dr- ha- keeps having this recurring dream about a circuit board, and he draws it, <clears throat> and the circuit board ends up creating a little force field. Uh, that they then use to make a spaceship, and then the movie turns into total ridiculous bullshit that is awful. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch that. Jo- uh, Josh claims that the movie, the ending of the movie Explorers is not actually awful. When it, so the, the whole thing is this, like, there's this mystery unfolding. They build this device. They build a spaceship out of, like, a tilt-a-whirl car. Okay. And then they go up into space, and it just becomes like this really silly comedy because there are just these goofy looking aliens who all they know there about, are aliens. Yeah. They're, they go okay. like, so they, these aliens had beamed down the schematic to this thing. So oh. that somebody like, but they were just like, it turns out that the aliens are just like the children that have been left by themselves in their spaceship. And they're, it's just really stupid. Like just it's a, all, the only the thing humans? that they know is from like watching TV and stuff. So they just talk in like TV catchphrases and it, it's, it just gets so dumb. And then the aliens parents come home and then the kids have to go back on the spaceship. Like it's, huh. it was such an amazing first two thirds of the movie and such a dumb last third of it that like watching that movie as a kid, that's how I learned to really experience disappointment. Like that's <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing that taught me how, how, how bittersweet was it worse than Mac and Me? 
Uh, Mac and Me was horrible from beginning to end. Okay, so at least so it you had weren't the, disappointed. Mac and Me had the common decency to just suck shit right out of the gate. Okay, so that you didn't get invested in it. That's you know, also on the list of worst movies. Oh God, I, that one I can certainly agree with. Uh, hey, Zach and Roy. You might remember me. A few months ago, I phoned you guys to ask advice about moving to Silicon Valley for work. Uh, software developer in the middle of the frigid wastes of Canada, and, well, you can probably see where this is going. My former boss gave me the gift of fun employment for Christmas. You know, I wish that phrase would go away. Fun employment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've decided that if I'm going to move to San Francisco, now's as good a time as any. I've been doing the job hunt thing, and today I finally got my first offer. Shortly after that, it hit me. I'm going to move to another country 3,000 kilometers away. Oh, those Canadians are so adorable. Yeah. The only from the only place I've ever lived, leaving all my friends and family behind. I'm moving to a place where I know exactly one person. I'm going to uproot my life, take a gamble, and tread a new path. And this is kind of freaking me out. I mean, I've been planning this for over a month now, but it's only just hit me that this is real. I mean, we're doing it, man. We're making this happen. And my mind is just going through all these worst-case emergencies. Is there any advice you can give me to reassure me that I'm not making a mistake and that I'm not going to fail spectacularly? No, because uh, you might be, Right. Sure, but it's it's your life. <clears throat> I mean, the thing you that know? I can say to reassure you is the thing that anybody can say to reassure anybody, which is like, even if it's a mistake, like you'll be fine mm-hmm. afterwards, right? I mean, you're probably gonna like embarrass yourself the first time you ask a girl out in the new city, right? Like it's yeah, gonna, but you're gonna do that at home anyway. Sure, it's gonna take you a while to like get your feet socially. You know, you're gonna there's all. All sorts of embarrassing and humiliating and depressing shit is going to happen to you because you're like a human, right? right? And you're like a nerd human, so it's like especially going to happen to you, and then everything's going to be fine, fine. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you know. I mean, if someone asks you to join something, try it out. Sure. Sure. No. Maybe maybe join say one of those. No, maybe, say no to life. Say yes to say life. Say yes to life. Say no to drugs and yes to life. Maybe somebody will want you to join their uh, organic community supported agriculture hacker space. Or their hipster, uh, you know, kickball league where you're allowed to drink. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the, that water polo, uh, the polo, the polo league that, that you have to ride a fixie. Mm-hmm. Um, or a Quidditch league. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, where that, you run around on a broom like an asshole. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Wow. Harvard has a Quidditch team. You know, you know the thing that upsets me about that the most is what? not that is not that there are grown ass men running around on brooms no, acting like assholes, but that anyone anyone would read the rules that J.K. Rowling wrote for Quidditch and think, oh, that makes enough sense that this is a real game that someone <laughs> could play. We should do this. Right. They try it out. So is they a person real equipment? And what's the snitch? Someone is, is a, the snitch like yeah. a remote control quad rotor. No, the snitch helicopter? is a person, and I think bludgers and stuff are like football players that were rejected from the team, and they run around trying to knock people down. Wow, I don't know exactly. There I, are rules. You know what? I kind of be one of the like people. Take it I would very join seriously. the team if I got to be a dude that just punched other dudes off of brooms. <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I do believe that the day that someone invents a hover broom, uh, this will be a real sport. Yeah. I'm just hoping that we don't live to see that invention. <laughs> yeah. I bet we don't. Gravity's, gravity seems pretty serious. Like, that's the, you know. I mean, I guess 100 years ago, it seemed pretty serious. Well, you know, if God wanted us to fly, he'd give us wings. But well, like, you'd have an anti-gravity pitch. Okay. Right? So if you fell down, they would catch you in a warm embrace. Uh, oh, okay. That, mm-hmm. that's, I don't think that's what anti-gravity really means. Mm-hmm. It's like a warm, warm embrace. That's yeah, huh. and and then m- milk your sweet liquids out of you. Oh, okay. 
Uh, this is getting weird, Roy. I, I, no, that's how I that's how I see science fiction. Okay, everything everything just wants to milk your sweet liquids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't sweat it. Be open to new experiences. Uh, yeah, you know, don't 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 the, be don't be mean to people. Don't sure. be scared of stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get into arguments with people. You can watch TV in Canada. Yeah. Don't. Right. So yeah, if you're don't, moving to a new place, start doing things. Don't eat at Subway. Uh, you know, like go different places. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, don't. Or if you don't have Subway in Canada, start eating oh, sure. at Subway. Yeah, d- <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's just Subway. Eh? Subway. Uh, I think they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they do. Hey, they still have Circuit City. Don't that, stick to awesome. don't stick to things that you're comfortable with. Is what I'm saying. Like, get mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you got a job already. That's that's like nine tenths of the battle in this economy. And you I made right? the choice to take the job, so that means that you are doing what you should be doing. You're ready for it. That you've decided. Yeah. Um. So he in his question, uh, there's a little phrase in here that says, "We're doing it, man. We're making this happen," mm-hmm. and the happen is misspelled. And I clicked on that, and it's a link to a webcomic. And I don't know if uh, this uh, questioner has an association to the webcomic, comic, but it's called Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Okay. And um, it is kind of like doing drugs. Uh, so the previous guy, I posted a link on the Facebook page. Okay. And you should read all of those comics and see if you don't start seeing things. Okay. Oh, this that's what that note, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend is not as much of a nerd as I am and not particularly into board games. I need two kinds of advice. What do I spike her drinks with to make her tolerate the stupid shit that I do? And what board game would you recommend I try to get her to play afterwards? Thanks. Fucked up in Finland. Huh. Uh, are you really in Finland? Are you really fucked up? Um, I, I learned how to say... Uh, I, I learned how to say two phrases in, in Finnish. Uh, one of them is mine menen uriole, mm-hmm. uh, which means I have to piss. No, okay. that's I have to puke. Okay. Yeah. Mine menen pisale is I have to piss. Okay. Uh, and that I was think someone I'm from probably work, right? Not say, yeah, yeah. There was a there was Finnish? a there was a Finnish uh, flight instructor at the mm-hmm. the place that I that I worked at, uh, and I'm probably butchering those and also not remembering the actual words. Sure. Uh, so that's probably nothing like. Uh, so yeah, you could say either of those things to her, uh, but if she's also in Finland, I mean, if you're really in Finland, why why don't you not. give us a call and let us know how to say that properly? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, here's one thing. You know what you need to spike your girlfriend's drink with to get her to appreciate you more? Love. Mm-hmm. You could spike her drink with courtesy. Okay. Uh, respect. Yeah, you could try. Sure, sure. You could. You yeah. could uh, with listening. Break open. You could break open a pill of uh, compassion and sprinkle some of the powder into the drink. Mm-hmm. It's odorless, mm-hmm. tasteless, and free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get these questions, right? We get people saying like, my boyfriend doesn't like yeah, you should games. You shouldn't like worry about it. And it's like yeah, <laughs> like well, the oh, things that you like. Okay, They're going to yeah, I mean, like it or not. I mean, my They like you, right? My girlfriend goes to karaoke all the time and I'm just like, yeah, you don't F, give a shit about F karaoke. BS. And she's like, right? okay, I'm going to go without you. Probably make out with 50 other dudes. And, and I'm like, you know what? It's still not worth it. <laughs> um, well, you don't like her any less because she likes karaoke, no. right? No, and I don't try to like I don't try to force her to do things that I enjoy. Like, oh, we should be doing this thing I enjoy together. Is there a thing that you really enjoy? I mean, other than, you know, like private time. No. That she doesn't want to participate in? I mean, she doesn't want to work 50, 60 hours a week, I guess, uh, with me. 
Uh, okay, but that's not like an interest, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's sort of. It's, is, but... it's what I have that passes for interests, <laughs> right? Um. Uh. No, not really. Okay. I mean, I. You know, we both like to play video games, but we kind of like playing video games near one another, but not necessarily together. Sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's always been my problem is I have a lot of solitary pursuits. Like you don't play Mario Kart? Nah. Uh, I, you know, I grew up as an only child. And so everything that I enjoy doing is very solitary. And mm-hmm. so that's always been a little bit of an issue. Less so with girls for whom we need to do stuff together is a bigger deal. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, uh, you know. But you do also do things together. Sure. Like eat, eat uh meatloafs you, you feed your faces yeah <laughs> together yeah yeah mm-hmm. sometimes we will team up and give some dude a hand job yeah <clears throat> uh i was trying to argue a point recently with someone and i thought i'd done a good job of concisely proving that none of their points had any merit uh, they accused me of not making any concessions am i obligated to say well okay you've got a point there even if i don't believe it how can i convince someone of something and avoid coming across as an opinionated asshole who doesn't listen to reason daniel um it turns out, Daniel, that you're an asshole. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Why? Why don't you answer this? Well, yeah. so uh, they do have a point that you haven't made any concessions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, like, so here's one thing that I've learned about using uh, reason on people um, is that sometimes. You're going to have an argument with somebody and they're just not playing by the same rules that you are. And so... But puppies are cute. Sure. I, I know, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had this big argument about... had a serious... This was a fucking serious argument about whether Michael Vick was as bad a person as Hitler. And I suggested... Oh, but, you know, if you had this argument online, right? Uh-huh. Discussion yeah, over. Yeah, discussion over. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't explicitly about Hitler. It became about Hitler later. But it was like, okay, so someone suggested that Michael Vick deserved the death penalty, and I said, wait, what? Why do you think that Michael Vick deserves the death penalty? Well, because he tortured dogs. I'm like, okay, I mean, do do you think that you should get the death penalty for killing a dog? No. Okay. Do you think that torturing something is worse than killing it? Yes. Hmm. And then I couldn't really figure out a way like you. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I, it, you get to the point, right? You you get to the point in an argument where you you have to just realize I can't reason with this person. Mm-hmm. This person and I are not going to find common ground. That doesn't mean we can't get along. Right. Sure. And that's where you start making concessions. That's where you start. That's where you start deciding to what extent can I compromise reason to, you know, maybe I, you were... I feel at some point you can just say I don't agree with this. Yeah, and that's sure. not you uh, a concession. I mean, sure. That's just I, mean, I, say, I don't yeah. agree with say, what we're. I don't agree about. with this, but we should continue Go having sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why? Why'd you even interrupt this? We were having a great time. <laughs> Uh, Spencer Worley says, my girlfriend and I are building and moving into two 12 by 12s on a friend's land. Any advice for living in such a small space? What is a 12 by 12? Uh, 12 by 12 box. So is that a thing that is six two by fours, uh, on a side? 
a six no it is 18 no, two by fours one. it is a grid of 18 two by fours uh a grid <laughs> yeah my girlfriend and i are trying to move into a solid block of wood do you have any advice um yes uh, my advice would be to not do that and maybe try a house or an apartment um yeah i don't really understand i'm i'm assuming that um it says two 12 by 12 so it it's does that make it a 24 by 24? Is well, it just, I mean, it'd be no, a 24 two, by 12, two. right? Okay. If I, you can, it was like, my, um, well, and it depends, right? What I happens? I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe this is one of those hip uh, dumpster house, house conversion things. Yeah, it's like, yeah. We'll take a dumpster yeah, and turn cargo, it into a house. Cargo containers are way, the, the, man. Yeah, no, that's, the, those that's old news. Those aren't cool that's anymore so over. at all. Yeah. The dumpster, man. When it's sunny, you open the lid, and when it's raining, you close it. Yeah, yeah. Problem solved. But like, if you and you know what, if you like eat Make a banana, use solar power. Just put the peel anywhere. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It gets emptied out every week, right? You don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to st- anything that you want to keep. You have to sort of bolt to the bottom of it so that when the thing gets turned upside down by that giant pneumatic arm, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably hydraulic, not pneumatic. But oh you, sure, yeah, you get the it, joke. Is, it is hydraulic. Um, yeah, so you get to, in a way, living in a dumpster would teach you what it's like to be an astronaut, right? Because All right. you'd have to strap yourself to the wall to sleep, for instance, because otherwise you'd end up com- compacted. That's true, and and you also have to use a, a bag to poop in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then when you're done, you just throw it out, and it will burn up on reentry. That's uh, true. Provided that your dumpster is next to a fire, which, you know, it's Yeah, it be. should be. Yeah. Um, I would say to uh, be very tidy. Sure, yeah. Be right. well organized. You, like mm-hmm. clutter clutter is going to be the, 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 the killer. But you will be able to make your apartment look super awesome because there is very little in it and everything is very colorful. Oh, sure. And then you could submit it uh, to a design blog. Oh right! You could yeah. take a you could take a bunch of pictures of it. So what you could do is you could make all sorts of surfaces that fold down into other surfaces. You could mm-hmm. try to you could try to to recreate like the Bruce Willis apartment from The Fifth Element. That's true. That apartment was so fucking cool. That was but, such a cool part of that movie. But how uh, how uh, wide were the floors between floors? Yeah, right? exactly. Like it was like twenty feet between each floor. Yeah. But know. you know it's fine. It's fine. Uh, have a lot of um, build a lot of. Uh, high bookshelves. Okay. Because that way... You sleep on? Sure, you can. I wonder I mean, how tall... Is, do you think it's a 12 by 12 by 12? It, it should be. Because if so, you can make it two stories. Right. That's Especially true. if you're a short guy. Um, what you should do is have these high high bookshelves, build them into the wall because then you can have more, more uh, shelf space. Um, I did once have a friend that um, when he was in college, like he created this bed that would lower down every day. So uh, during the day when he slept, it would be up at the ceiling. Okay, and he had like a desk under it? Uh, yeah, or something. It was. Uh, he had a lot of like mobile furniture that he would move when he needed it and used it, and then it would fold into the space. Okay. So you can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, there are people who live in a van, you know? That's true. Take advice from some of them. Maybe, uh, well, the important thing is that you paint a really, really sweet dragon on the outside of your 12 by 12. That's true, so that people know which one's yours. Uh, you need to get, like, your buddy who knows how to airbrush things to do it. Oh, I, I would have said uh, a minimal silhouette. Oh, really? Yeah. Of a dragon? like Yeah, a, a red one. Oh, so you're going for, like, an Asian, an Asian motif. Sure. Cool. 
All right. Well, All right. Roy, I think we've helped enough people for one episode of Advice Hot Dog. Probably. I, I for one, am, am done. I have had it up to here with helping people, Roy. Okay. How, how are you feeling about helping people? I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. You sated? Yeah. Are you spent? Mm-hmm. If somebody wanted our help in the future, Roy, how would they give it to us? I think what they would do is they would go to our website, advicehotdog.com, and there they would see links to all of our shows that you can listen to there. Or there's also a link to iTunes. Is there a link to iTunes on the site? Yes. Okay. There's a link to iTunes. Um, and you can send us an, a Gmail, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and also send us questions through Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash advicehotdog. You can also follow us on Twitter, which is at advicehotdog. Or you can send us a telephone call at 769 769- Two one eight nine two two five, or you can send us a postcard, letter, or package, whatever you like, to Advice Hot Dog, PO Box four one seven seven four, Mesa, Arizona eight five two seven four. Yeah, that's well, there's it. a lot of different ways to get a hold of us, Roy. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. always feel bad for you. It's like you're running a marathon when you have to read all of those. Th- I mean, recite all those things from memory. Sure, but you read all the questions, so I feel that the burden of the podcast is on you. Well. Uh, so, uh, the, you know, one thing that the burden of is definitely on me is the stinger. It is. Uh, and this week's stinger that you've chosen is uh, uh, Google Voice. Yeah, we have a recorded stinger. Really? Right. Someone called in, left us a stinger. Okay. Well, their stinger, was, I don't know that I'm actually going to insert it in here, but uh, their stinger was Leatherman or Swiss Army Knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my mind, the crucial question that you have to ask yourself uh, when you are choosing between a Leatherman and a Swiss Army Knife is... What do I want people to think that I am when I pull this thing out of my pocket? Uh, Man. Well, so if you pull out a Swiss Army knife, people are going to think that you are a A communist. And if you pull out a leather man, somebody are going to think that you people are going to think that you are somebody's dad. Oh, okay. Um, So what's the in between? You know, I'm I'm a I'm a leather man man. Did you know that you know why the leather man is called a leather man? No, because the guy who uh, made it, his last name is Leatherman. Really? Yep. Oh, it's not uh, even. Do you know why the Swiss leather? Army knife is called the Swiss Army knife? No, uh, because in uh, Switzerland they issue them to people that are in the army. Oh, I don't think okay. that that's actually true. The first story was true. The second one was apocryphal. I I thought that the that was true about Swiss Army knives. I don't know. Uh, the reason like that a I, basic one. <clears throat> the reason that I like my Leatherman is because I very often, not very often, once every six months. I'm really glad that I have a pair of pliers that I carry around with me all the time. That's true. Like, you can use a pair of pliers. Like, I think the Leatherman is better than the Swiss Army Knife for, like, getting a splinter out. Because Mm -hmm. the tweezers in a Swiss Army Knife are balls. They are for shit. Sure. They are shit for balls. Um, My dad gave me a tiny pair of channel locks that I sometimes carry around. Ooh. And they're really well made. It was back when uh, Sears made really great things. Like, their Craftsman brand. And uh, I don't carry a Leatherman around, but I sometimes carry those around. And a pen. Do you have a knife? I don't generally carry a knife. Well, you know, if I do carry a knife around, it's a uh, snap-off blade utility knife. Oh, okay. In case you need to hijack a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boy, those guys gave, gave those a bad name. I know. The Yeah, the knife I use all the time because I order a lot of packages from Amazon. Hmm. Once okay. you get Amazon Prime, you just order everything. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, tell us about your Amazon story. Oh, we got a. Dr- uh, yeah, we recently? ordered a dryer from Amazon Prime, <laughs> and it just awesome. showed right up. How How long did it take? Free shipping. It was like four days. Really? Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yep. Okay. I didn't have to talk to the, the guys came and they were like, where are we going to put it? And I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, there's no way to get from outside to where the dryer goes. So the dryer is still just oh. sitting in the garage. Oh, right, right, right. We, we, we still need, need to, to deal with it. Install that. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, Can't you order an installer? You probably could. Huh. This is a, like, or you could order a book on how to install a dryer. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm hoping, to, I'm hoping to get to use all of the attachments to my Leatherman. Uh, the only what, thing that I ever need to you not use. The only thing that I ever need to borrow uh, Kevin's Swiss Army knife for is the multi-purpose hook, because my Leatherman does not have one of those. Huh. Uh, and what do you use the hook for? Uh, he uses it for all sorts of things. It really does have multiple purposes. Give uh, us an example. Uh, he uses it to carry groceries. Really? Yeah. He can't you know just how, use his hands. Well, you know how when you get a whole bunch of uh, a oh, whole bunch of plastic on bags there? and you. You hook your finger through them, and then by the time you get home, your finger is all purple. Right. Yeah, you don't want that. So use that multi-purpose hook. That's and then Swiss he Army just knife. carries around the knife. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So then sweet. your finger, your 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 palm has a corkscrew embedded in it, uh, but your finger's not purple. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, I have one last message for all of our listeners. Uh, please send us your questions. We're running low in the the question mill. And uh, go to the iTunes and give us a rating and a review, maybe. Yeah. If it's positive. And tell your friends about us and follow us on Twitter and all of the other social media nonsense. Come to Facebook and like us. Does anybody like us on Facebook? Is I that don't a thing know. you can like? I think so. I think people cool. can. I don't I know. know. I mean, if I, don't I were know how me, Facebook works. if I were me, I would like us. Yeah. If I, I, I don't remember if I've logged on to Facebook since uh, Advice Hot Tug became a I thing. don't know if you have either. I must have done so at least once. You know what, Zach? I like you. Oh. I like you too, Roy. And I like this podcast. I've Thank had a you. very good time. Yeah, and, uh, and I hope that you listeners have also had a good time. And I hope that you uh, continue to have a good time doing whatever it is that you do with yourself in between episodes of Advice Hot Dog. Thanks.